It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, an interview with Sam McAllister and Megan Freestead of Tandem Shop. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here at Dynasty Podcast HQ, and I am here with Sam and Megan from Tandem Shop, local Chicago record label. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Good. Yeah, I mean, you guys have had a very busy month. Uh, we were planning on connecting prior to something you just had happen, but it, it just was not in the cards of their schedule. You guys had a lot going on. I had a lot going on. August is always a crazy time. But uh, you guys just did, in the middle of the month, a five-year anniversary shop. Or, uh, five-year anniversary shop. Five-year anniversary show for Tandem Shop, for the label, um, that I believe was at Lincoln Hall. How did that go? You guys were doing an anniversary for the record label, correct? Yeah, and it went really well. Yeah, all the bands played except one. And all the bands on the on the yeah, and uh, everyone played a great set, and there was a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, who were some of the bands that you guys had out? Because I'm familiar with the roster, but maybe for people who aren't, uh, we had many places. Mm-hmm. Our band, Project Film, played the Oarsmen. Marco Queso. Um, Mr. Bear flew in from LA, which was awesome. He was our first ever signee, so that was exciting for us. He hasn't played a show in like three years. Um, And then Steve Mulcahy, who was the front man of Honest Engines, also played a set. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you guys have been doing Tandem Shop four or five years now, and I feel like that time has flown by because I remember when the label was still kind of brand new. How has the experience been where, you know, like, A, being at five years, does it feel like five years or is it kind of like, Oh my god, where did that go? It just flew by. It kind of feels like five years. <laughs> I mean, it has flown by. Right. But I think there's a lot has happened, I think, just like in our lives, because we were both in college when, when it started. And so um, there are a lot of other things that kind of, you know, made it seem. We weren't just doing Tandem Shop for five years. Right. There was all these other things that were happening while we were doing Tandem Shop. So I think that kind of contributed to that. Yeah. It also still feels like a fledgling thing, though, um, in that we still feel like a very young label. Like, we're still learning a lot of stuff, and we still have goals that we have not met yet. So, But then there are, are also things that we are really happy with. So, But I think both sides. Well, what were some of the, you know, like, how did the label start to come to be? Was it the two of you sitting in a dorm room being like, we could do a better record label than these guys? Or, like, or kind of like, what was the genesis of this? What was the motivation and the thinking in making this happen? So, Megan and I are both from Minneapolis, mm-hmm. Minnesota, and uh, I hadn't gone to college yet, but Megan had moved here for college, and she was back for the summer, and we were at like a mutual friend's graduation party, high school graduation party, and we were sitting on a trampoline, <laughs> and we discovered that we were both interested in working in music in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So. so then we started talking about maybe doing something together, and like it went through a, diff- a couple different iterations. Like at that time, I thought I was more interested in like managing bands and stuff. But then when we both ended up here in Chicago, and when Sam met Jack from Mr. Bear, who had like a record ready to go, mm-hmm. we figured like let's just team up and do a label. I mean, you know. It just sounds like you guys, like, made this decision and went for it. Like, was there some thought of, like, well, why don't we cut our teeth, like, being interns for Universal or being on the street team for Warner Brothers or something? Or was it always just, like, let's go do our own version? I had always kind of been intrigued by people doing it themselves. Um, 
there was a label back in Minneapolis that I really enjoyed that did a lot of cool stuff. Um, and so I kind of, I at least was interested in kind of replicating something like that in Chicago and building kind of a scene. And I think Megan had similar interests in that regard. Yeah, but we also, like, we both interned at Music Places while we were doing it, and I had been an intern before we made the decision to start the label at a radio promo place, and uh, and so I think we also kind of looked at it as, like, another way to get into the industry, because we both wanted to work in it, so we were like, you could intern, but at the same time, we could also, like, do our own thing that doesn't take someone giving you work in like nine to five hours. See, I mean, that's so smart. And that's what a lot of people should be doing who want to work in the industry. You go, you kind of do 50-50. You go get some experience with some people who have already done it and at the same time start building your own things. So then you can eventually just kind of like venture into that solely, you know. And, and how did you guys start recruiting the bands? How did you start finding artists that you wanted to work with? Because I'm really interested in the process that kind of brought you guys here and what you've learned and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we, well, so Jack, I met just um, at a orientation, like a college orientation um, field trip, and it was just like super random, and that's kind of how they were like the idea of like starting a label was kind of already intact, but we that like finding that artist just kind of happened randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other ones have just been uh, referrals from other artists we've worked with. Um, Honest Engines was a band that we kind of cold called, <laughs> um, but uh, later we found out that like one of the members lived in my dorm, and uh, so that, and I had come across like a mixed city that or uh, like a demo city that he had made, so that kind of like all started to fit together. But that was kind of like a just like an outreach, risky outreach thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And lately it's been a lot more referrals, like people who are in bands saying like, hey, I know this person who has a project that's really cool. Um, and then sometimes people have approached us, like the Island of Misfit Toys kind of approached us about working yeah. with us because they had heard one of Sam's coworkers had like had a friend who was in the Island of Misfit Toys. So many different yeah. yeah, and that's a project I really like. I know uh, I always see them really active on Facebook. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> what are some of the takeaways that you guys have learned that you didn't know about running a label, about managing talent to this level, about putting out music that, you know, maybe you were surprised looking back and be like, oh, my, we didn't know how much work this was going to be. Or, like, what were some of the, the real kind of takeaways that you gained? It is a lot of work, but I think we kind of realized that going into it. Um, uh, I think one of the things I realized is that like bands are willing, or people like everyone's willing to work together. Mm-hmm. And when I think that happens, it creates something that's really awesome. And yeah, everyone's just willing to contribute to kind of the, you know, like the DIY um, aspect of it. So. Yeah, I think we had really low expectations coming into it, like, like, oh, we'll try like emailing these people or calling these people, and like, there's no way they'll ever respond. But then, yes. I think one of the big takeaways that we learned was just that like you can do that, and people might actually respond to you, and like yeah. be willing to have a conversation. So, but then since we've been since the label's been growing, we've had higher expectations. So I think mm-hmm. now sometimes there can be more. You know, we get frustrated with things sometimes, if things don't go the way we're expecting them to which is kind of like the opposite. You know, uh, running a label like this, you know, 
are you guys at the point where you're like, man, we have hit the, the level we want. We're not looking for more talent. We're not looking to get bigger than this. Or is it something where it's always like, there's another like step on the ladder. You guys are looking for more artists to sign. Kind of like, how do you view where you are now and then where you want to be going? You know, for the next five years. I think it's it's always like. There are things that happen naturally, I think, and it's, um, you know, like with each new band, we don't sign, we haven't signed bands, like, rapidly, and so I think it's just, you know, when they come in, it's like, oh, is this something we can take on? Do we really love it? And then it kind of goes from there, and usually, like, when things arise, like, oh, we have to book a tour, or we have to do, like, a radio, like, college radio campaign or something, like, those things happen for the first time, you know, not so long ago, and so... You know, and so it's just kind of like taking those like steps as they come, and I think, yeah. I think we are still definitely still always thinking about how we can grow, though. Um, For sure, yeah. Too. Well, you know, like let's say that a band checked out the Tandem Shop website, was going to the shows, was familiar with some of the artists that you guys have put out music from. And was like, you know what, I think that my sound would really complement what these guys are doing. I think they'd really dig it, you know, if they had that mm-hmm. level of confidence. Like, mm-hmm. how would they go about, like, getting a hold of you guys? Is there a way to pitch you guys? Is there a way to, you know, do people just straight up email you guys or, or do cold calls? Like, how would, how would an artist approach Tandem Shop if they wanted to work with you guys? Um, all of our email addresses are on the site, so people can if they want to. Um, and I think we're generally fairly responsive. Yeah. Um, we don't get a ton of submissions, but yeah. yeah. The thing I was going to say too about your earlier question is like there have been times when we've been like, oh, we're not going to sign anybody new right now. We're not going to do any projects. And then like right after we make that decision, somebody amazing comes along and we're like, oh, well, we have to do this. Like, yeah. So that makes the decision for us. So yeah, if, we should, people should be encouraged to send us things. Nice. Totally, yeah. And is it just Chicago talent? I mean, I feel like a lot of who you guys work with is Chicago talent, but is that... Is it strictly what you guys are searching for? Or if, if someone from Anaheim or, like, Miami, you know, maybe do, like, an EDM <laughs> record on your label. What, you know, if something like that happens, like, can people apply from out of, out of Chicago, out of state? Yeah. I, I mean, if, yeah, people can apply from anywhere. Um, we haven't worked with an artist that is outside of Chicago yet. Yeah. Um, just because it hasn't, I don't think it has come up or the situation... Like where all the factors kind of mm-hmm. were working, um, you know, that it would have worked. But um, that's not something. I think that's something that could happen in the next five years. Yeah. So. And I feel like you know, you guys have done. You mentioned like kind of uh, cultivating a scene here, and it really feels like artists of a certain sound who maybe have that kind of like, you know, Paste Magazine, XRT kind of like mature indie alternative sound, however you want to label it, they've really found a home with Tandem Shop. You know, like how, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the artists you've worked with over the years? I think people have generally been supportive, um, which is awesome. And I think, um, you know, like recently, uh, well, at the anniversary show, but before that, um, the Oarsmen had like a, like a house party and so many of the people from the label were there, even if they weren't playing and they just showed up and it was super cool. And so I think seeing things like that is like, you know, it's, you know, it shows that it, that people. It's like a sense of community. Yeah. 
It's yeah. definitely like just in the past like year or two that that's been happening too. Because when we were a younger label, it felt a lot more isolated and like we were on our own. And mm-hmm. so lately, it's been really nice to see. And I think a part of that is the fact that acts we've been signing have been coming through other acts and stuff like that. So everybody just wants to go and support like their friends, whether they were friends before the label or mm-hmm. after. And so it's been nice to see that. I mean, that's really the way to do it. I think you guys cracked the code. You, I mean, so much of what I'm hearing from the story where you know you gain some experience somewhere, you start your own thing. You know, you just start doing these things and meeting people organically, being open to submissions, and then reaching out to people you want to work with. And then, you know, all of this I think is really the right attitude to have. And it seems like it has, you know, yielded positive results so far from, you know, what you guys have done the last five years. So I guess kind of, you know, what I want to ask as we kind of wrap up, it's like, what have been some of the highlights of running this local label, this, you know, DIY venture, uh, the two of you for the last five years, what have been some of the best parts? Uh, I mean, it's always been like these like really little, like when our expectations are low and something, you know, that seems small now, but like at the time didn't happen, that's usually like a highlight. And I think, you know, so like getting reviews, like in, I like I remember one time uh, the big takeover reviewed the project film record and out in print and I thought that was like a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think and also just like signing bands like when you know like reaching out to Honest Engines um, the first time around and you know they responded and we're like let's set up a meeting like you know I, that's awesome yeah. so. The, the like community vibe is definitely a marker of success for me. And then there have been other things like Mr. Bear got some coverage in, in, on NPR, which was like a huge thing for us. And we've started to have our artists do day trotter sessions and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's been yeah. And a we've had it's, we've had a I know at least a couple of the artists on Dynasty mm-hmm. podcast as well, which is always great. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Thank um, you for being yeah. so supportive. Yeah. You know, and, and thank you guys for being so easy to work with. There <laughs> are you know, managers or labels or publicists who are not as responsive as you guys are. And, and Sam, always, always so good on email, you know? So, which is good. That's, I think that goes a long way. You guys are like responsive. So, um, you know, you hit the five year mark just this month. You did the big anniversary show. What else is coming up right on deck? Like, do you have any new records coming up before the end of the year or maybe first half of 2014 or what are you looking at next? We are working with a band called The Oarsmen mm-hmm. and they have a record coming out on September 24th. And it's awesome. Nice. <laughs> nice. They're doing, um, they're, they're going to be like touring behind it basically throughout all the fall. Um, and then there's a project film record that's done, but we haven't really figured out what we're going to do with it yet. That'll probably be the next thing. And then this other artist, Marco Queso, is kind of in the writing process. So there's a bunch of things on deck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think just more shows. <laughs> Many places are planned shows, and I think are going to be recording soon. Um, so, yeah. All good things. Yeah, Project oh. Film's got a lot of shows coming up, mm-hmm. too. We're doing Day Trotter. Yeah, on That's Sunday. awesome. On Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what's the website for people to be able to keep up with everything you guys have going on? Tandemshop.com, I would assume? Tan- TandemshopRecords.com. TandemshopRecords.com, man. Tandemshop was taken. 
<laughs> Still taken. The internet right now is yeah. just all the sites are taken. We, yeah. We can buy them out. It's, <laughs> it's a shop. To be fair, it's a shop that sells. I believe this sells tandem bicycles. So it's okay. They can have it. <laughs> I guess that's okay. Um, Megan and Sam from Tandem Shop Records, local label based out of Chicago. TandemShopRecords.com is where everyone can check out everything you guys have going on. Thank you guys so much for coming up, being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Sam McAllister and Megan Freestead of Tandem Shop for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.